It is Tuesday, November 10th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the Week 10 Waiver Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me again is Adam Krautwurst. And Adam, we are nine weeks in. Any of those teams that we were drafting back in the summer look like they got a shot at the big money? So I'm in seven main events. You know, every team, but I think one has a shot to, you know, make, make the playoffs. And that's really what you're looking for is to just get into the big dance there, get into the playoffs, win some money. Um, I've won three and six team. And, and believe it or not, well, not believe it or not, I don't know if that's surprising, but um, it was the team I actually drafted with you uh, online. Actually, that's my worst. It's my worst team. And I, you know, I actually, I, I like it too. It's, you know, it's got Delvin Cook. It's got Julio Jones, you know, two studs, Tom Brady before la- last week. Other than that, I didn't really hit on much else. DeAndre Swift's kind of been hit and miss. Mike Evans has been hit and miss. Uh, Marquise Brown's been awful. But yeah, that's my, that's, that's my worst team. That team's pretty much out of it. It's three and six. It's not going to get in on, on record. It's not going to get in on points. But a lot of my other teams uh, between record or points have a really good shot. Right now, out of my seven teams, I'm in the playoffs in four. So there's, um, but you know, some of those are right around right the edge. So with, with, with two weeks left, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be horrifying. You know, I had Justin Jackson and Tom Brady on a couple teams this last weekend and it just, I'd be sitting pretty in, in a couple leagues, but they just destroyed my, my, my weekend. Um, you know, the four, it was, it was looking beautiful. Four o'clock games hit Justin Jackson plays one snap. Tom Brady might as well have played one snap and, uh, it just ruined my whole weekend, but I'm still, still alive in a couple leagues. Yeah, Tom Brady would have had a better day if he only played one snap because he wouldn't have been able to get negative points. That's right. The, luckily, luckily, FFPC doesn't doesn't do negative points, but they probably should in honor of Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was certainly a, a week that deserved some negative points. But we are looking at setting up not only ours, but also your rosters for the end of the season run for a title run. If you're playing in Football Guys Championships, if you're playing in the FFPC, that's coming right up. Uh, we were just looking yeah. over the waiver rule to make sure that we got it before this show started. And we're near the end of being able to make waiver claims unless you do make it into the tournament at the end of the season. We're also getting to the point, Adam, where if you drop guys uh, at any of the positions outside of kicker and defense starting in week 10, they are then not eligible to be picked up the rest of the way. So that's just an extra layer to keep in mind as you're making your decisions, at least in the FFPC style leagues here. There's some rules here towards the end that I've I've learned the hard way over the years. You know, obviously you want to read all the rules, but sometimes you forget you're in so many leagues. But anybody that's dropped week 10, week 11, or week 12 here, any uh, skill position guys are not eligible to be picked back up by, by anybody. So if you drop a guy after this week, um, or during the, the, this week, it's over. You can't you can't pick it back up, which is good. Like if you want to, if you don't know what to do with George Kittle and, and you're worried about someone else picking him up, if he comes back later, he can't if you, if you drop him. So you can drop Kittle and not have to worry about it. Uh, but yeah, it, it becomes tough if you know you're looking for if a running back gets hurt and you want his handcuff and he's on waivers. Well, you know uh, if he's if he was dropped weeks ten, eleven, or twelve, uh, you can't you can't add him. And of course, uh, there is no waivers. Um, once the big money weeks come, the weeks 14, 15, and 16, there are no waivers at all. So um, don't forget to add your, your defenses and kickers. And especially worth keeping in mind for quarterback too. You can't drop a quarterback this week that you don't think you're going to need until week 13 and expect right. to pick him up later. He's not going to be available to you. So we're going to have exactly. to make sure that we are all at quarterback 
heading into these next few weeks. And that's where we'll start this week 10 waiver run. Daniel Jones is the first quarterback on your list, Adam. What do you got for him? Yeah, I just have Daniel Jones on here. He's strictly a, a week 13 play. He gets the Seahawks, who are who we know are absolutely horrible on defense. Josh MVP Josh Allen just ruined them for like for 40 fantasy points. So uh yeah, so Daniel Jones is a nice pickup. So I have I have Tom Brady in a in a in a couple leagues. Um, he has a bye week, week 13. So I'm looking to pick up Daniel Jones. It's just that week 13. And I think in one league, I already have him, but I'll be looking to in other leagues um, to pick him up for that week 13 bye. You really can't do better than uh, than a Seahawks matchup. Um, so yeah, he's strictly a a, a player for, for week 13. If you have Tom Brady or if you have Teddy Bridgewater as your number one, because obviously those two guys will be on bye week 13, pick him up. That's the championship game. If you're, if you're in there and maybe Daniel, maybe you'll have a Daniel Jones Jersey with all that money end up winning. Yeah. Let's hope the Tom Brady rebounds or you and the rest of your team might be on by the rest of the season at that point. <laughs> That's right. A couple other guys that are also available for favorable matchups at quarterback that week. In addition to Daniel Jones, Kirk cousins gets the Jaguars. Obviously the question there is if they throw the ball enough for him to help you, but with the way Dalvin cooks rolling, I mean, <laughs> they can get him close enough and Kirk cousins can also produce a couple touchdowns, even with Dalvin cook having a big game. Jared Goff against the Cardinals in that week too. He smoked the Cardinals in both of their meetings last year. Obviously Jared Goff's up and down, but possible shoot up, shoot out, not shoot up, shoot out conditions, shoot ups, might, what you might end up doing with some Jared Goff. But, <laughs> Shootout conditions seem likely. Rams against Cardinals in week 13. As long as the opposing defense is not terrific, Jared Goff has a shot at big numbers. So, you know, I know he's scary, but we're also talking about Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins. So you're probably going to choose somebody with a low floor and a high ceiling that week if you do need a Tom Brady fill-in. So Goff gets Seattle week 16. So if you end up winning your championship, whatever, getting into the big money rounds, you know, he gets Seattle week 16, which is the worst, uh, you know, pass defensive by far. Yeah. So keep Jared Goff in mind for that as well. On to running back. First, before we talk about any particular players, make sure that Mike Davis and Jamal Williams didn't get dropped in your league, whether it's FFPC or outside. I would assume, Adam, that those guys are not getting dropped at this point in the season in an FFPC league. But you know, you never know. If you could just be in one of those two or three leagues where it happens, it's at least worth a look to make sure. Yeah, you know, people had Jamal Williams before the whole Aaron Jones injury and all that, so they're not gonna, you know, they're they're not gonna cut him now. But yeah, I hope you didn't drop Mike Davis um, because you know, again, any handcuff is worth it. And Christian McCaffrey, you know, he might be missing some weeks here too. So, so yeah, hope if, if Mike Davis is available, check your league. Certainly p- pick him up. Um, he's certainly where we're worth having. Yeah, and of course, outside of FFPC leagues, there's even a better chance. I believe I saw like 25% of Yahoo leagues, Mike Davis was dropped this past week. <laughs> we had a Christian McCaffrey injury at the end of that game in which he returned. So um, yeah, t- whatever your league you're in, check to see if those guys are available. And then there are some other handcuff types that popped into view this week, starting with Duke Johnson in Houston. Yeah, Duke Johnson, you know, it's funny. He might be... Uh... He might be this year's Kenyon Drake at, at the expense of uh, David Johnson again from last year, but but yeah, you know he is he's Duke Johnson. He's good. He's a he's a good all around player. He's a good receiver. You know, c- catches passes. He's certainly more explosive than David Johnson because most running backs are. But at least for for, for this week, he he's got a decent matchup. I think he's got Cleveland. Um, so, so yeah, he's got a chance to put up some points against them for sure. Certainly worth a pickup again. 
we're kind of playing week to week here. You just want to get into the playoffs. If you need a running back, if you had an injury or if you got a bye weeks coming up here, um, you know, you can look to pick up Duke Johnson. He is available. He's only owned in uh, 88% of leagues. So there's 12% of leagues out there where he's, where he's available. So uh, he's a, a really good start for this week. I don't know, Matt, where does, has draft Sharks have the rankings out yet for this week? Yes, the the rankings come out around midday on Tuesday, so they're out. I don't know offhand where Duke okay. Johnson is, but I think he's top twenty at least. Sure. I mean, he was getting some work, not a lot, with David Johnson in there. David Johnson's got a concussion, so it's not a lock yet that David Johnson won't play. But yeah. at, at this point in the week, it's you know it's at least fifty fifty that he'll sit. So I, Duke Johnson should be owned in a hundred percent of FFPC leagues by this weekend. Duke Johnson, if he's starting in that game against Cleveland. He's going to be a top 20 running back across league. So he should be picked up in pretty much all places this week. Yeah. Draft actually has him ranked 12th right now. So an RB, you know, a low end RB one. So yeah, definitely, you know, um, if David Johnson misses this week, I think he's worth the pickup, not knowing even, even so on Wednesday. So yeah, I'm definitely going to look to pick him up. Yeah. I mean, we've mentioned him in the past, at least last week, I believe it was, when we were talking about looking ahead to handcuff backs that are not currently starting for their team. Uh, he was a guy with a clear path to touches if something happened to David Johnson, such as this. Obviously, even if David Johnson plays this week, this week, there always could be another thing that happens. So pick up Duke Johnson. He's at least as good as David Johnson. I would not be surprised if he outperforms David Johnson. Let Fingers crossed here that he gets a start. He wows the coaches. It's a new coaching staff rather than the one that started the season. So maybe there's a, a chance that new coaches – give Duke Johnson the ball a little bit more, even when David Johnson comes back. But at the very least, uh, let's hope we get a Duke, Duke Johnson start this week to see what he does. On to the Chargers situation, which killed a lot of people in fantasy last week, including you on at least one team I know, Adam, and me in DFS. <sighs> so we had no Troy Main Pope in the game because of a concussion. Then Justin Jackson, who seemed like a beacon for our fantasy lineups heading into the week, went down after about 30 seconds was out for the game. Anthony Lynn actually said since then that he put a brace on and he might have been able to play if they needed him. Apparently they didn't need him because Kalen Balazs is so good at this point. Yeah, it's just so sick when <laughs> stuff like this happens, right? So, you know, Justin Jackson, you have him as maybe a high-end RB2 or at least an RB2, a mid-level RB2 for this week. And, you know, that's just how it works, right? You get the 1 o'clock games, the 4 o'clock games, like, all right, now I'm looking at my scores. I need this much from Justin Jackson and this much from this guy. And then you're like, where did he even go? Is he not in? What happened? You're looking on Twitter. And then you see Kalen Balaj just lighting it up, scoring touchdowns. It's like, oh, my God, like what? What? Why? So, yeah, I had a lot, as you could tell, I had a lot of Justin Jackson this week. Uh, just just ruined me. But so, yeah, we don't, you know, Justin Jackson, he, he, he might be back. You know, we got Pope. We got Bellage, We got, you know, Josh Kelly. You know, I would I would kind of rank them in that order going forward before Eckler comes back. Justin Jackson, Pope, Bellage, Kelly. You know, we don't really want to – rely a lot on Balazs right now because, you know, he's proved with, you know, multiple areas, multiple teams that he's just um, not a superstar back. Right. So, um, you know, if Jackson is out week, week 10 and Pope returns, you know, I probably lean towards uh, lean towards Pope because he obviously passed Josh Kelly. Um, but again, it's a situation. It's going to be tough to f figure out. And if you're looking long-term here, the thing is, if, you know, I think Eckler's going to come back, um, in a couple of weeks, you know, you're not really not going to want any of, you're not going to want Balazs or Kelly or even Pope once, once Eckler comes back. So there's nothing long-term here. You just kind of, kind of play it by ear, you know, figure out who's going to be back, who's going to be starting and then roll with, roll with probably Justin Jackson or, or, or Pope. Yeah. People want to say, look, Kalen Balazs got away from Adam Gase and he produced, 
he was away from Adam Gase last year. Gase was with the Jets. Yeah. Baj was with the Dolphins. And he's not good at football. He played behind uh, Demario Richard at, or actually Richard. I'm not even not even French. Uh, American Demario <laughs> Richard at Arizona State. Demario Richard, if you haven't heard of him, that's because he's not all that good, and he played ahead of Kalen Balaj in that backfield at yeah. Arizona State. Kalen Balaj is not very good, and that also shows you what the Chargers think of Joshua Kelly right now. That Justin Jackson went down, Troy Main Pope was out, and it was Kalen Balaj, not Joshua Kelly, giving them the best chance to win as far as their coaches think. So, Joshua Kelly is one of those guys that you should feel comfy and dropping right now. Don't hang on to him thinking that he's the handcuffed back. Because if you need four guys in front of you to be injured, then you're probably not going to help a whole lot of fantasy teams if you do get in there. Justin Jackson, like we said, might be back this week. Got the knee injury. It sounds like it's a real chance that he plays this week. I think if he's active, he's my first Chargers back in. I would also consider going after Troy Main Pope on uh, waivers this week if I do need a Chargers running back. I would go for both of those guys over Kalen Balaj if all of these guys are available. I would try not to get Balaj. I guess if you're desperate, you can throw a few dollars at him, but don't be the one paying out for Kalen Balaj this week. Yeah, they don't even have like a a, a really juicy matchup either. I mean, they have Miami, who's it's positive, but it's more neutral, you know. So. I wouldn't be super excited about this situation. You know, hopefully, although Justin Jackson owners are hoping that he's back and he's he's ready to go. Yeah, I'm starting Justin Jackson as an RB two if he if it sounds like he's ready to go for this game. Miami has been positive as a rushing matchup at least, but overall their defense has certainly shown that they deserve a bit more respect lately than we were giving them earlier in the season. So, um, any yeah. anything else to look for at running back this week before we move on? No, I think that's pretty, pretty pretty much it. I mean, it's slim pickings out there right now. Check check the waivers and check to check the, to see if anybody slipped through the cracks, right? See if anybody dropped a handcuff or something something like that. But no, that, those are pretty much the running backs that we're looking at this, this week, probably. Rex Burkhead is one more player that I would check for if you're in need at running back after uh, Damian Harris went down on um, Monday night. I mean, we'll see exactly who's playing in that game, and it is Baltimore, so I wouldn't go out crazy for anybody, but. If Rex Burkhead's the lead back, there's at least a chance that he does something against Baltimore, and that can help some teams. And wide receiver Jacoby Myers was the star of that Monday night game, at least before that oh, the, the final drive. Huge night for Jacoby Myers against the Jets. And really, at, at this point, the, the Patriots don't look like they have a whole lot to play for. So Julian Edelman coming off of knee surgery, I would not be shocked if we don't see Julian Edelman again this season. Jacoby Myers could be a lineup helper the rest of the way. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Edelman. And we talked about Myers last week. Hopefully everybody listened to us. And, I mean, he's owning 79% of leagues. So there's still a lot of room there for, for people to pick him up. And I think he's going to be only at 100 after after this, after this these waiver runs. So, yeah, he looked you know, look good. He's working a lot out of the slot there. And, yeah, Edelman's not coming back. Myers is certainly worth it. He doesn't, he doesn't have a, a, a really exciting strength of schedule, which is very important at this time. We know what to kind of expect out of these past defenses. You know, you are looking for kind of week-to-week wins here or maybe someone that can smash during the fantasy playoffs. And, you know, he doesn't have an exciting schedule here coming up. And he also has the Rams, the Dolphins, and Bills, and the Buffalo – I'm sorry, the fantasy playoffs. So, you know, those are all in the negative matchups. Um, So, again, he's not – I don't think he's going to be a league winner for you. But um, but he could certainly, if you've got injuries, he's certainly worth a roster spot. He's certainly worth worth stashing um, for injuries or for, for for bye weeks coming up here. But but yeah, Cam Cam likes him. He's been getting better and better, uh, building that chemistry with him. And you know they always like to use the slot guy there uh, in uh, New England. I do think he's at least decaf Jamison Crowder. Yeah, he should be the target leader the rest of the way. Like we said, not looking to come back. 
and there's no exciting on the outside. Cam Newton's a very limited passer at this point, so somebody's going to be getting targets. I did like Jacoby Myers coming out of college. A, a good guy to roster down the stretch could start more often than you'd expect him to the rest of the way. Darnell Mooney is another young guy, another late-round pick in Chicago who's been delivering lately. Not big numbers, but usable numbers last week for Chicago. Saw a team-high 11 targets, so there might even be upside beyond what did in that game. And a solid spot this week against Minnesota. Yeah, he's got a nice spot this week. That's what we're looking for, kind of when we're looking to pick up guys. He's owned in 91% of the leagues, the, the main event league, so he's not available in a lot of spots. But check, see if he is. He just looks so good out there. He looks like a like a Tyree Kill or you know a guy who just so super quick. You get the ball in his hands and let him run. So I, I like him if he's available in my leagues. I'm, I'm going to be picking him up. Any, it's Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville in the fantasy playoffs. So, I mean, you can't really ask for much of a better schedule than, the, than that. Houston, Minnesota are both big time positive matchups for for receivers. Jacksonville is a little bit more towards neutral, but there's still a pot positive matchup. So, um, you know, he saw a team high 11 targets on Sunday. He's averaging 7.2 per, per game. Um, and for the guy that's that explosive, and that, that electric, you know, he only needs, a, you know, five or six catches to really put up a, a massive game. So Mooney is cer- certainly worth adding. And Jacksonville might be less positive as a wide receiver matchup because they're so good as a running back matchup. Um, <laughs> right. This week, exactly. too, the buys take Atlanta out, take Dallas out, take Kansas City out, and even Jamison Crowder from the Jets. So there are a lot of wide receivers on bye this week. Could be a greater need if you are in need. Darnell Mooney certainly makes sense. FFPC, FFPC leagues or otherwise. Mooney especially attractive in non-PPR leagues if you play there where reception volume doesn't matter quite so much. He's the guy who is getting a lot of air yards and can have, as Adam said, just a few catches and big production on those. Another younger guy, Michael Pittman, a rookie. Actually, I'm not even sure if he's younger because he's a fairly old rookie, but Michael Pittman has come back over the past couple weeks for a Colts team in need of some playmakers at wide receiver, and he is a lot more widely available in those big money leagues, right? Yeah, he's only owned in 54% of leagues, and I know, Matt, you were on him last week. You brought him up on the, on the show. Um, you know, he had a nice he had a nice little game. Uh, he had seven targets, uh, caught four of them for 56 yards, coming off the injury. So, yeah, he looks like he's building a rapport with, uh, with, with Phil over there. So, uh, so yeah, he's got a nice rest of the way schedule. I was at Houston and Pittsburgh in weeks 15 and 16. So if you're already kind of in a lock there for, for, for the playoffs, you can, uh, you know, you can look to grab him, stash him, and maybe, maybe you have to start him weeks 15 and 16 with those good matchups. So yeah, Pittman, tall, physical guy, you know, looks real nice over the middle. Kind of reminds me of a, you know, he's obviously not M- Michael Thomas, but he kind of reminds me of that type of receiver, big bodied long and kind of can work over the middle there. Um, but, um, but yeah, so Pittman certainly worth adding. Uh, started slow, injuries, rookie, but yeah, he might be one of those guys at the end of the year that pops in a, a, a flex week for you to kind of put you over the top. Could be attractive in the red zone too. And I know that FFPC player pool runs deep, so make sure you get Michael Pittman Jr. and you don't find Michael Pittman Sr. still sitting there <laughs> thinking right. that you have an answer to running back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been surprised at times by some of the players that are still listed there and kind of wishing that they had another season in them. I know. They should do like some type of like dynasty, but like go back – uh, go back in the past to play those guys. But yeah, it's uh, there are some interesting names on there. There'll be some FFPC Stratomatic leagues over the summer next year. Exactly. Stratomatic. Perfect. Richie James was the Thursday night breakout guy. Adam, are you paying him any attention on waivers this week? Probably not. So he's, I don't think he, I think he's available in a hundred percent of main, main event leagues. I couldn't find him on, on the list at all. So, so, um, and here's what's so interesting about like, you know, Ricky, Richie, J, Ricky, Richie James, 
He looks like Darnell Mooney, right? So he looks super electric, small, speedy, speedy receiver. And you just think to yourself, like, what? Like, why aren't the 49ers playing him? Like, why does it take fake COVID tests to uh, to keep receivers out to get these guys put playing time? It's like, who is this guy? And where is he? Where has he been? So do I think he's talented? I mean, sure. He looked um, he looked electric, but the problem is, I think once all the receivers come back, you know, once Debo and Ayuk and, you know, all the other born, once they all come back, I think he's probably going to slide down to fourth in the depth chart. And in a run heavy, you know, a run heavy scheme, I don't think there's going to be a lot of space for him. And I'd hate for you to, you know, to pass up all these other guys or spend, you know, valuable money on a guy that, you know, is fool's gold, I think. But, and I think I'm going to go look now, but I don't think they have a very good schedule uh, here down the stretch for, for, for receivers. But yeah, I just think that it was a one week wonder. And I, I don't think you're going to, you're going to get much out of him rest away here. Yeah. The 49ers have the fourth worst schedule uh, here. They got the new Orleans coming up and then they got a bye week, you know, they have Dallas week 15, but you know, I don't, I don't think you're going to start him, you know, in the, in the fantasy playoffs with, with all the money on the line. So uh, home leagues, sure. Give, give, give him a shot, I guess. Give, give him a week. But I just think with all the receivers coming back, there's not going to be much room for him. Yeah. I, I think this is one to avoid. I wish that we could have known going into Thursday night that he was going to play because he was questionable heading into that game. And I think it was a hamstring injury. I don't remember for sure, but it was something lower body. So I was like, well, I'm not playing a questionable Richie James in this game. But if we if we had gotten a full strength, a healthy Richie James, I mean, you can check with Jared. He's somebody that I was trying to push up our rookie rankings a couple years ago because he was that exciting guy at Kentucky. He was an electric kick returner who just like made plays and was going to be a third day pick. So it was somebody you didn't have to invest a lot in but had something to him. And it was a couple years ago before the Niners had Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. But as you mentioned, those guys are coming back now. So I think that you're right. I don't think Richie James is going anywhere at this point. He was also left wide open quite a yeah. bit by the Packers because yeah, they were like, who's Richie James? That's not <laughs> a real person. We're not going to guard him. And then there he goes. So I do think that one spot where Richie James is – interesting is dynasty if you're playing in ffbc dynasty leagues go ahead and stash him there see if maybe he lands on another roster next year because he's a little trapped in san francisco and i I don't have a whole lot of use for handcuffed down the roster wide receivers but you know if he gets an opportunity somewhere else i think that there is a chance he could be an interesting player over at tight end a more interesting 49er for redraft the rest of the way is jordan reed he came back for that thursday night game it was his first game back. The, the game was a mess. There was barely, there was rough quarterback play. Going forward, though, Jordan Reed's a guy that we want to make sure is on a roster, right? Yeah, I'm sure if you, you know, a lot of people, so I've kittled in a couple uh, football guys' leagues, and, you know, I, I actually tried to get Reed, but I ended up not get, winning the bids, and I ended up getting Dwelly, thank God, because I was basically going to start whoever I got off waivers. And luckily enough, I won no Jordan Reed, started Dwelly, and Dwelly outscored. I think Dwelly scored about 10 fantasy points in that game. But, yeah, you're probably sour. He didn't he didn't do much of anything. He only got two targets on Thursday night. But he's just coming back off, off the injury, and he's got a really – really sweet schedule the rest of the way. He's got the second easiest tight end schedule, including Washington and Dallas in weeks 14 and 15. So if you, and he's a guy that could take over the starting role, might even have the starting role this, this week. And he's a guy that can certainly help, help your team. If you had George Kittle, if you had Zach, like I have a, I have a football guys team that's got George Kittle and Zach Ertz. So on that team, you know, you pick up a guy like J- Jordan Reed, hopefully he can, 
you can plug him in and he can give you those. Cause he showed week two, I think it was, he had a monster week in fantasy. So he can maybe, you know, save your season there at, at tight end. He's owned in 97% of leagues. So I'm here talking like anyone's going to be able to get him, but there is 3% of leagues out there that he is available in. And if, and if he is available, definitely go, go grab him because you're probably struggling. I mean, everybody's struggling unless you have, you know, Travis Kelsey, uh, you're struggling at tight end. So uh, in those 3% of leagues, Jordan Reed is available. I, I, I would go grab him. Yeah, and Ross Dwelly, for what it's worth, in, in these tight end premium leagues, I would kind of treat him like Mike Davis, Jamal Williams right now, where mm-hmm. I wouldn't drop him if I can help it because Jordan Reed only played 13 snaps last week. We're assuming that he's going to step up and be the lead tight end from week 10 and then moving forward, but maybe he won't be, and it's Jordan Reed, so maybe he's hurt again in a week or two. So if you can hang on to Ross Dwelly in a tight end premium league where you need that starting value, you know, if you have a team that's fine outside of having lost um, George Kittle and or Zach Ertz, I would hang on to Dwelly for now if you don't have a better option, just in case um, he he remains a positive play for you. Mo Ali Cox is the next guy on the list and mm. he's, uh, he's a favorite of, well, actually not a favorite of Jared's because Jared loves Trey Burton, but um, what do you think of Mo Ali Cox here? That's right. So you're the Jack Doyle guy. He's the Trey Burton guy, and I'm the Mo Ali Cox guy. <laughs> I love Mo Ali Cox. He's like nine foot three. Okay, he's a, he's a huge target over <laughs> over there, and I love to see. Well, I hate to say that this game turns us into such savages. It turns me into a savage. But uh, I didn't mind seeing Jack Doyle get get, get hurt in this game. But, um, you know, it, it gave Moe Ellicott a shot. You know, he caught all three of his targets for 43 yards against Baltimore. He's averaging 16 yards a catch for, for a tight end. That's obviously sensational. You know, he gets the Titans next week. That You know, they're the 30th-ranked defense adjusted uh, to, to, to the tight end. So, I mean, if you got Moe Ellicott, he's only owned in 32% of leagues. If you got him, I would look to get him into the, into, into the lineup. If Doyle, especially if Doyle misses time with the, with the concussion, if you need a tight end badly, I would definitely go to look to pick up uh, Moelle Cox because he's shown flashes. He's shown the ability to score um, 16 yards of catch. If he could just get more, more targets, if he just gets Doyle's targets on top of his targets, uh, I think he could be, he could be a tight end one this, this week. So keep an eye on, on the injury reports, but I think they play Thursday. So I don't think Doyle's going to be ready. Yeah, they do play Thursday night. So I would bet that Jack Doyle's not going to be able to play. And, you know, Trey Burton is still around. I think this is one of the few offenses that can support two tight ends because they're in such rough shape at, at wide yep. receiver, you know, T.Y. Hilton's coming back. They have Zach Pascal. They have Marcus Johnson. They have Michael Pittman Jr. that we mentioned. But there's no definitive, like, I know that that guy is going to get 8 to 10 targets this week. It's spread all around. Mo Cox and Trey Burton could be their top two in targets in a given week. So I think that Mo Cox is, is worth a pickup in a spot where you're in need at tight end. I think I, I think I would lean toward keeping Ross Dwelly over Mo Cox because Jack Doyle is going to be back at some point. And it's really just a mess. I would rather be out of the the Colts tight end committee if I can. But if you're in need this week, as you mentioned, the matchup is positive. It's a fine spot. And he's been productive with those limited targets that he's had all season. Yeah. So, you know, the buys this week are, you know, Dallas, Kansas City, the Jets and the Falcons. So, you know, you got Hurst, you got Kelsey um, there. If you have, you know, if you have Hurst or Kelsey and you're just looking for especially Kelsey. If you're just looking for a guy for one week, I would, I would lean Mo Ali Cox over Ross Dwelly. Um, you know, especially not, especially that if Doyle doesn't play, I would lean Mo Ali Cox, you know, long-term 
I would I would lean more Ross Dwelly because he has a chance. Again, Jordan Reed's always hurt. You know, I just talked about how great Reed could be for you, but he could also get hurt in the game th- th- this week. So Ross Dwelly could be, you know, a tight end too uh, for you the rest of the way long long term. If you just need a guy for this week, if you've got Travis Kelsey, if you've got Schultz there in in, in, in Dallas, go pick up Moeley Cox. If Doyle doesn't play, I think he's got a really good shot to to, to do well this week. Yeah, certainly at worst, those guys are in the, the same area. And Irv Smith is – I was surprised to see how much Irv Smith was available in FFPC leagues uh, at this point in the season. Yeah, he's only owned in 79% of leagues, and I'm wondering – I think they came off the bye, right? Or was that two weeks ago? Trying yeah, to no, the last week, yeah, the last I think week was caught two touchdowns on just a pair of targets, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, the week before, I think they were coming off oh, the bye. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why he wasn't owned in, in all these leagues. Maybe people dropped him for the bye week a couple weeks ago, but yeah, Irv Smith, he had a slow start to the season. He had a couple, he's had a couple really good weeks. The thing about it is, is he hasn't been get, he didn't get a lot, a lot of targets this week last week scored twice, which is, which is beautiful, but you know, it's really been the, the, the Dalvin cook show there. So that, you know, mm-hmm. Jefferson feeling, no one's been doing anything in the passing game because it's just been all Dalvin cook. When they get in these games where they got to throw come from behind, you know, it's going to be filtered more towards, you know, Thielen, Jefferson, and obviously Cook will be involved in the passing game as well. But Irv Smith has shown the ability last year, you know, a couple weeks this year, uh, coming down the stretch these last couple weeks to show him the ability. He's very athletic. He can definitely score. Um, you know, he had he had 15 PPR points this last week, obviously mostly on touchdowns. But, yeah, he's a guy you definitely want to own. You definitely want to k- carry him uh, because, uh, yeah, tight end position so such a dumpster fire this year. He's he's athletic enough, and in, these, in the game where they need to throw a lot, he could certainly put up points. Yeah, and his routes run have picked up over the past month, month and a half. He he has had four games of four-plus targets among his past six. So he's been getting more usage. Obviously, the issue with anybody in the passing game in Minnesota is how much they lean run. Chicago this week has at least been a more favorable matchup for tight ends than anything else on the offense. The, Chicago's basically been a tough matchup for everything except tight ends. So, you know, if they figure out how to at least limit Dalvin Cook this week, Perhaps there's upside to Irv Smith in a game that could be close. Irv Smith should be owned, I think, in even more than 79% of FFPC leagues. I think he's in play even outside of tight end premium leagues as a lower level tight end for sure, but one with some upside. And then we don't talk about this most of the time, Adam, but as we're coming up on fantasy playoff weeks, we got to look toward uh, stacking some defenses, right? Yeah. So even if you don't want to stack them, you know, if you just want to pick up one, like if you're in really good shape and you're, you know, already locked into a, to get into weeks 14, 15 and 16, well, you're never, you know, you're not locked in unless you win your, your league playoffs, or if you get the first or second seed and you get a buy-in, but if you're looking good, like you're going to do that, you know, start looking ahead, start looking at the, t- the kicker matchups, start looking at the, at the, uh, the, the defense matchups because defense really don't score a lot of points in the FFPC, but you know, when they, when they do, if they have a 15 point week or a 20 point week, that's so big in the FFPC, because most defenses are scoring like five, six, seven every single week. So, you know, you get those good matchups. So looking ahead, Houston, Seattle, Cleveland, Buffalo, and Chicago. So those are the teams that that, that I picked. Pittsburgh does have a, have a really good defensive schedule down the stretch with Pittsburgh. It's owning a hundred percent of leagues, Pittsburgh and Baltimore are. So I didn't really add those because you're not gonna be able to pick those up, but Houston, Seattle, Cleveland, Buffalo, and Chicago. Great week. 14 to 16 matchups and they're available in most of the leagues. I think the highest owned team out of there was Chicago's owned in 74% of leagues. So um, yeah, pick them up. You know, Minnesota's got Chicago this, this week, uh, Seattle. I know people are like, Oh my gosh, Seattle, but you know, they get, 
Washington week 15, they get the Jets week 14. And then for your league playoffs, they get Philly and the Jet and the Giants, you know. And it's not even about like the points, it's about forcing turnovers and getting, you know, pick sixes and fumble recoveries, uh, you know, for touchdowns. That's how you that's how you really score points. Um, so even if they give up a lot of points, it's not the end of the world. If they can score a defensive touchdown, I think I think they, they they're they're a decent option for you. So yeah, look to pick up those defenses now before other teams kind of start to pick that up down the road. Get those locked in as maybe a, a defense by committee or even just lock them in as, as, as your defense. Cause like I said, some of these, you know, Minnesota gets Chicago and Dallas the next two weeks. So they're going to help you now and they're going to help you in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. And check the DraftSharks.com strength, the schedule page. That'll show you the matchups both this week, every week, uh, and a compiled schedule the rest of the way. So, you know, who has the best and worst schedules remaining. Um, and Adam, how do you treat kicker at this time of year in those big money leagues? Yeah. So I generally, and I, you know, I haven't heard a lot of people talk on this, but I, I generally, if I can carry a second kicker into the playoffs, because you know, you know, you can't once weeks 14, 15 and 16 happen, you can't pick up kickers or defenses or, or, or anything. So I would hate to lose out on, you know, the, the difference. So last year, my, my fifth place overall main event team, I f- fourth place finished like 0.06 points ahead of me. So the, if you don't have a kicker, if your kicker gets, gets hurt, you know, the, if, if you don't have a kicker for a week, that's 12, that's 10 to 15 points. That's thousands of dollars you could be losing out on. So I usually don't risk it. I carry a second kicker. I even don't even really, I mean, obviously I'm going to look at the matchups and look at the weather. I want guys in domes and good weather and stuff like that. But just having that second kicker gives me that peace of mind. Cause if I've got a dominant team all year you get into the playoffs. You're looking good to win a ton of money, and then your kicker gets gets hurt. You know, the, you know, to lose all that money and not having a kicker is just gross. So I always just carry a second kicker. You can carry a second defense. You obviously don't have to worry about losing a defense. You know, um, unless obviously COVID hits, so we don't know what's going to happen there. But um, definitely, I like to carry us as a second kicker. Yeah, that sounds like a good strategy for those. And if you're not playing in the big money leagues, if you're just playing in uh, regular against, you know, 10, 11, however many other people in your league. I also like to, I think it's a good time to ditch over the, over the final few weeks, not necessarily for week 10, but as we get to fantasy playoff time, I think it's a good time to ditch the guys that are at the bottom of your roster, who you're hanging on to just in case something happens. If you get to week 13 and it hasn't happened, it's not happening. That's when I don't mind adding a second defense, sometimes even a third defense. If I want to play the matchups and I don't need those roster spots for anything else, you set it up ahead of time instead of duking it out with other people who are trying to win those last few games as well. So, you know, definitely make sure that you're aware of where you are in your season schedule as you're making these final decisions. I think the hardest part too is, is isn't it's not cutting ties with the guys who haven't done it yet. It's cutting ties with the guys who are handcuffs. And it's like, because all it takes is an injury to a running back. And now all of a sudden, like if you've got, like I have, I have a main event team with, with Delvin cook and Aaron Jones. It's one of my best main, main event teams. It's like, I, I need to carry those handcuffs to, to those guys because if I lose them, I'm, I'm, I'm in big, big trouble. So it's hard to cut Alexander Madison for a second kicker or whatever, but um, find a guy, find your fifth receiver that you're probably, not going to start cut him grab a second uh a second kicker and maybe even now a second defense because again we don't know what's going to happen with the with the coronavirus and all that so you could certainly look 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 to do that um but yeah it's going to be it's, it's going to be pretty hard down the stretch here to, to cut guys yeah you can go ahead and cut the receivers that we talked about picking up earlier on the show yeah there you go <laughs> 
<laughs> That's going to do it for this Week 10 Waiver Wire podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now to check out our full free agent focus articles for Week 10. You can also check out our strength of schedule pages for each position. Help to get your team set up for your playoff run. You can find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Adam is at Adam underscore Krautwurst. I am at Schauf, the S. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Adam Krautwurst and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Chow saying thanks so much for swimming with us.